This week on Kettle of Fish, actor William Sanderson stops by to talk about his brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debate, hate, or argument allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. All righty. You just love that jingle, um, don't you, Dave? I, I do. It, it sounds like, you know what? It, it reminds me of an ice cream truck. That's probably why I like it. It, it reminds me of LeVar Burton in the Reading Rainbow. For some oh, God. I loved Reading Rainbow. Yes. Good one. All right. Well, I guess I should introduce the show. Welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. Dwayne D. Fern, are you ready to get fishy with it? You know it. All righty. Today we have from Newhart, from Deadwood, from about a million other things, and everybody should definitely be checking out the works of William Sanderson. Let me get him right in here. <laughs> William Sanderson, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you at least mention True Blood so other young people yeah. won't tune me out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's what I've been telling everybody. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I love that kettle of fish sound. It, it reminds me <laughs> of this fab- fabulous bar in New York called Kettle of Fish where... A lot oh, nice. of people hung out among Dylan, Bob Dylan, a lot of other people. But uh, anyway, oh, may, uh, sorry to interrupt coming. you. Oh, no, no. We I'm definitely sorry. want you to interrupt us. You know, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. This is an absolute pleasure. I love when we can have people on like Jamie Farr we had on last month, and that was floor dropping for us just to be able to kind of dig into that history. So I want to start off with this. Because I know you, we all know you from True Blood, New Heart, um, as EB on Deadwood. These are probably the most prominent yeah. roles. But I'm digging in kind of deeper. And if there's one thing, just one thing I want our fans to take away from this interview is that your career is so much bigger than just Deadwood and Newhart. And like I said, I was doing some research. I found your IMDb. You've been in Blade Runner, Fletch, Coal Miner's Daughter, Starsky and Hutch, Dukes of Hazzard, Knight Rider, Married with Children, Twilight Zone, you know, voiceover work, commercials. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And I guess um, let me start with this, kind of ask you as an artist, you have such an amazing career. Do you feel like you accomplished what young William Sanderson set out to do, or do you feel like there's like a lot of kingdoms left to conquer out there that you haven't got to yet? Oh, most of my dreams came true, but uh, I was lucky to do a little bit of all of it, books on tape, commercials, as you mentioned, voiceovers in TV and and radio and cartoons. My life's a cartoon, so I did a lot of bottom feeders, but I did, uh, as you said, Blade Runner's uh, considered a cult classic, so I'm glad of that, and three or four television series got to travel around the world, and mostly as a nice. result of acting. Anyway, uh, uh, I interrupted you again. 
I don't know. No, you're good. Question. Like, you know, do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do? I mean, when you look back at that career, and I was looking back at it in amazement, you're such, you're so woven into the tapestry, uh, tapestry of TV when you look at Starsky and Hutch and Married with Children and all these shows. I mean, you have to kind of feel like you climbed that mountain, right? Well, I, I want to remember I'm a journeyman actor and a struggling actor. I always will be, but I... Uh, feel pretty lucky. you got to remember where you came from. Uh, it wasn't a country club uh, privileged background, and I started painting sets in Tennessee. I started late by going in the Army for a couple of years in college and law school before my life took a wrong turn. But uh, I practiced self-deception and say that uh, I did pretty well. But, you know, I didn't have a Gulfstream jet waiting on me when I worked with Bruce Willis, which he did. He got $20 million for that project. And, but wow. one of the claims I'm real proud of is I met a lot of people like Bruce Willis, a lot of stars that are now dead. They were heroes when I was a kid, and then you end up on a set with them. It's kind of uh, kind of thrilling, frankly. Well, nice. let's just, um, change gears here because this is something we can all relate to. When I was telling people like my dad or, you know, the various friends that you were on the show, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have um, William Sanderson on. Of course, he was Larry in Newhart, and he was also in Deadwood. And and more than one of them was like, William, you know, Larry from Newhart was in Deadwood? And I was like, yeah, he was EB. He was the mayor. And then a light kind of flashes on, and they go, oh, yeah. That, oh, wow, that, what, that was Larry. Is this a good thing that your acting chops are of such that you can constantly redefine yourself and you haven't been typecast? Is that good that you don't get, like, or do you want people to always know that's the guy from that, this, that's the guy from this? Or is it good to uh, kind of morph in and out of these roles like that? I usually say it's better to be typecast than not cast at all. But, you know, there's drawbacks to everything, like, People will not want me in their movie because I'm too recognizable from TV. But uh, I love television, especially working for HBO for years. You know where the next check's coming from. You're able to take somebody out to eat. You're able sometimes to buy a second home, which we did. And uh, But movies are... Movies are exciting, but I sit and wait on the next movie. So when I did Newhart, I was lucky enough to have be allowed to do both. But I was much younger mm-hmm. then. Now, it's a young man's game. I'm, uh, But, you know, you said you talked to your dad or somebody. I always say, too, that for every 30 people that don't like me, there's 50 that never heard of me. Uh-huh. And you know, you you have a distinct voice, and you have an yeah. your accent. Have you noticed that that sometimes gets you more drawn into westerns and things like that, or to play? Yes, like it did. The, and do you it find did, that a good thing, or do you find that a negative thing? I found it both. It's an asset and an Achilles heel. But anybody that knows me will tell you that I kind of like the sound of my voice. I do too. Okay. I, I honestly do. I love you on Deadwood. I truly, I mean, it really came out there, and I just, I loved it. Absolutely loved well, it. I mean, I just, 
that's what my favorite. Well, let's of talk time, about you know Ed, Edward versus uh, Newhart here for a second. Do you like it better when you create a character from scratch like Larry, or do you like it better when you already have a template like with Deadwood? With um, E.B. Farnham was a real person. I don't know what the constraints were, how much you were allowed to take liberties with that history. But do you uh, like well, creating you. that character, or do you like playing someone who's a factual character? Well, uh, playing a few real life characters is more scary than making it up. But Larry, I got the idea from a bum in New York picking lint off his head and muttering and saying, I'll kill the bitch, you know, several layers of clothes. <laughs> and walking down the street, he just got out of the DT ward probably. But he was the town crazy in a low-budget film called Savage Weekend. My gosh, 40 years old, and it's just coming out on DVD next wow. week or something. Anyway, uh, and then Deadwood, we had a great, it's all about the writing, really, and uh, David Milch is a genius type who taught English literature. Can, in case people didn't see it, will you allow me to say a couple of lines from the, from Absolutely. the I'm trying to write a book? William, we're just delighted to have you here. Do you mind if I just, uh, I had a line like this, uh, I'd just been elected mayor, and David Milch said, August commencement to my administration, standing stymied outside a saloon next to a degenerate tit liquor. And uh, here's another one. I'm talking to my simpleton cook. I, I was a buffoon, but I also had a, my own buffoon. I said, could you have been born Richardson and not egg hatched, as I've always assumed? Did your mother hover over you, snaggletooth and doting as you hover over me? The irony is this, this simpleton was taking care of me after I'd gotten beaten up. But David Milch's a great writer. He inverts like Shakespeare yeah. might do it but, twice. But, He'd do it three times. But your accent and your facial expressions and you pulling that, those words together and, and doing the performance, I, I, I can see them in my head right now because I've watched Deadwood about 30 times over the whole the couple seasons. And I can oh, I well, see thank you, you talking to your simpleton. I see you talking to Richard. Yeah, Simpson. I remember that one. I was like, oh, oh. gosh. And, but you're right. Oh, the, awesome. the, the writing yeah. on that was just brilliant. Yeah, really great, phenomenal. And great actors from all over the country. Brian Cox, you know, from and uh, Ian McShane from England. And, yeah. Uh, yes. You know, just I, I in uh, so many of my, they were running, and I wanted to mention the ones on True Blood. So you know, I love to talk about myself, but I don't want to forget. I was lucky to be there and proud to support them. Well, let me ask um, Fern because Fern, let me get to Fern Dwayne because she hasn't spoken yet. Fern, you were actually one who pointed out to me when I first um, scheduled the interview that William was from True Blood. Is that yes. where you primarily knew him from, or were you familiar uh, with Newhart and um, Deadwood? Well, I, I was. I, I'm not familiar with Deadwood. That's not something I've actually gotten a chance Shame to watch. But I was. <laughs> I was familiar um, with William from the New Heart Show. Which, by the way, I want to thank you for that because that is, you know, you're part of a, a family entertainment a, nationwide. But in my household, responsible for a lot of laughs and a lot of good times. And I'm sure mm -hmm. my parents would extend their thanks as well. But well, also, you. you are part of that tingly feeling I got on Sunday night when I was waiting for True Blood to get on. I absolutely love mm -hmm. the sheriff. I absolutely loved that show. I was very disappointed with the ending of that show. I was very disappointed when you left. So, oh, well. uh, But I, well, I do I want was, to thank you for that. I'll tell you how life is, sort of is. I didn't want to be retired on the show the third season, 
But then they brought me back on the fifth season and put an Obama mask on me and changed Charlene Harris, the original author's whole character. But in the interim, I got to go to New York and live there and do a a series, which didn't last. But I like living in the city, you know. It's uh, Mm -hmm. expensive. And so had they not canceled it, uh, there's some uh, Felix Culpa Latin phrase. I think it means fortunate mistake. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, uh, thank you. I'm getting a lot of uh, flattery here. Can I tell you what Jackie <laughs> Gleason said? He said, this, he, Well, do they remember Jackie Gleason? He's been dead years, but he was oh, a yeah, great oh, comedian. Uh, and he said, Self <laughs> deception thrives in the compost of flattery, you know. We think we're great. We think we're pundits. And so I thank you. I can't get enough of the praise opium. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, you're uh, a big part of it's all well I had a lot of disappointments, too. <laughs> is well, there any ru- – the rumor let mill – Let me get in real quick, Dwayne. Is that a lot of pro- to process, though, that, like, if you just go to the mall, that all, so many people that are surrounded by you – that you've caused so many smiles, so much laughter, so much entertainment. I mean, I imagine that's got to be a lot for you to process. What a staple you've been in so many homes and so many various roles, right? How do you process well, all that? Well, my parents were still alive, and that was a clean show, so I'm, I'm glad of that. But I had all these dreams of uh, maybe practicing law and uh, saving somebody's life. You have a law I degree, think, right? I do, right. but I never took the bar, and I... I think saving somebody's life is about as noble as you could be. But once I fell in love with acting, I went straight to New York. And But I think making people laugh is a fairly valuable social service, you know. You may have yes. brought somebody who was depressed brought them out of their depression with yep. your laughter and comedy, and you could have saved their life not knowing it. They had taken me out mm-hmm. of my depression, at least from action to cut. <laughs> ah, yeah. Now, now, is there any... Any truth behind the rumors that there might possibly be a two or three hour Deadwood movie just to wrap everything uh, up? I I don't know. They started that talk again, and some of the actors that were talking to the press are in the loop, and they're working around and for HBO. So I don't know. I just thought it was unfair to the people who really followed. Deadwood. The, yeah. Chris Albrecht made the decision. He's at Showtime now. And no, he's at Stars. But he cut the show, and and uh, then he got fired. So I don't know. Uh, well, you know, uh, any truth about it? I try not to even think about it. You know, people ask me about a Blade Runner sequel, prequel. Yeah. Which probably will happen because if Ridley Scott stays healthy and Harrison Ford stays healthy, they've signed. Ryan Gosling, I think. But I try not to think past today. (laughs) But there's always, like, there's a big movie I wish I could be in. They hadn't said I'm not in it, but I try not to think about it. You know, I always felt like the whole Deadwood thing was unfair, too, along with Carnival, which was another HBO show me and Dee love. And I don't understand why HBO does those things, because you have these shows that are so intense and so viable, and then it just seems like they just disappear and nobody understands why i don't understand what even i don't know i I suspect some creative differences are in there but when they get more and more expensive perhaps it's just a guess i'm uh on a need to know basis but 
when it gets too expensive and people, I don't know, I'm thinking of three issues on every film, ego, money, and weather. So mm -hmm. if they all get screwed up and you get behind, I, I don't know. I just, uh, uh, hey, I don't want to change the subject, but you know the rant, the morning rant? I saw that. That's, ah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, are we talking about the same what? thing? I'm not sure. What What are we referring to more than rant? Oh, well, never mind. I'll let it go because uh, I have one every morning, but I think I may be misspeaking. But okay. Anyway, okay. I'm sorry. Let me move on. Don't to worry. I, do the, I may speak from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. The only time I speak fluently is when I'm sleeping, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see, there's a lot of neurotic fragmentation coming from me, and I uh, had one too many auditions probably, but I should listen for your great questions. Uh, well, we no. still love you, William. Let me move on to this with Newhart because I'm watching Newhart, and I always do a lot of uh -oh. research. And I tried to find Larry's last name or any background, any kind of Wicca, and there isn't a last name for Larry and Daryl and Daryl. When you're building a character like Larry, do you have a whole backstory and last name and parents' relationship, all that in your head? Or do you just kind of get the script and go, I'm going to go with this? Or do you have to create that world oh, that, and able to bring question. that character out? That's a great question. I think uh, the really talented, wonderful actors when they studied in England and come out well they come out of Yale Drama School, they they make a backstory. But I had played Larry, a version of this tramp who had true insight into what was going on in the world, but he was a drunk. It was a a play I did in New York. So I used that and and then I used a lot of other uh there's a wonderful man I worked for named he was Leroy Jones then his name was Amidi Baraka. And I drew from that play, and but I, to get to Deadwood, I was afraid they would ask me that question. So I'm flying from the East Coast in case David Milch asked me about some backstory, and I made up a lot of stuff about my character just in case. And, and you wow. should, you should. I mean, like Brad Dourif's a wonderful actor, and he's read 65 books on, about physics. He's very, very bright, and but more thorough than I am. You know, probably richer too. So if you don't get to get all of that story out that you've created, all that backstory, if you don't get that on film or on TV, do you feel disappointed as an actor because that a character didn't get his due, for lack of a better word? Or are you just happy to be there and you just try to get the little um, little nitbits in as you can? Well, uh, I don't know. If I'm drowning in introspection here, but I love your question, I'll tell you mm -hmm. something I might do. They might see him as timid or afraid, but in my mind, he's a guy whose wife cheated on him and he killed her. Or he's Charles mm -hmm. Jesus Manson by another name. Underneath, you know, he plays this thing, but Manson's kind of crazy, wanted to be a songwriter. He wrote a lyric that I like. I got Jesus in the cellar talking through a hole. So the writers and things say, oh, no, he was, he's, too, he's a coward. Well, what makes it funny is he doesn't think he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I mean, Did that make, and any, that make any sense? 
No, absolutely, yes. because I always see – I mean, when you look at – when I watch movies, when I watch TV, I maybe look at it through a different filter than other people because I love comedy, I love television, and I always try to look at the layers of characters. And the reason I wanted you on today, William, is because I feel like your characters have layers as opposed to a lot of shows that come out today that are very two-dimensional. So I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, Fern, Dee, Dwayne, do you guys want to add anything else on? Because we're going to have to wrap this up in a couple minutes. Well, oh, you know, I'm I'd going hearing. <laughs> I, I would just like to say I, I love your humility, William. I mean, you, you're oh, a very humble you. person, but you know, just know that with the amount of entertainment and happiness that you have provided, it is well-deserved. Well, well thank you, but, you know, I was working with an actress on a show, and she's beautiful. She was a Dallas cheerleader, and then she became a, a TV star, and she said, he's fishing. He's fishing <laughs> for a compliment. Right. But, well, you know, I want to thank you. You know, can I mention one or two things, though, that Savage Weekend? That it was, if you want to laugh, it's a horror film, and it comes out September 29th on Blu-ray. You can see the mics hanging. You can see film. <laughs> But I don't know. Uh, people that listen to you must have a good sense of humor. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. You have Let people all over the world listening to you. I, I um, uh, Just so they won't think I completely dried up, I did a couple of films uh, last year that will probably never even go to video called The Griddle House and Assassin's Fury. I'm, I'm, I'm selling now. Forgive me. <laughs> No, you're good. We, we want it. you to promote what's going on, and we want to have you back because there's so many questions I want to ask you. But since you're bringing up film, let me ask this one last question. Putting the money aside, do you like going in on a film, having the character, and just kind of doing that one-shot thing? Or do you like better building a character, let's say over eight years on Newhart, and being able to evolve the character and get comfortable with it? Which one personally is more satisfying to you as an artist? I, I think it depends on the writer and the director, you know. Uh, I There's some kind of neurotic need to express, reveal my soul, and whether it's one scene in Fletch or I took a scene in a, uh, a film with uh, Robin Williams because I had met him and I couldn't believe he was so gracious and complimented my work and... And it was the last one he shot. It may not be the last one it was released, but I'm glad I got to work with him. And I I just take them for different reasons, for money or to go to Tennessee where my cousin lives. You're in Knoxville? I'm in Knoxville. We're just north of Knoxville, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell Tarantino hello. I got one off-the-wall question here. And first of all, I want to say I appreciate everything you've done. I wasn't a big fan of Newhart because I didn't like Newhart, but I did love you guys. I love George, the, the, the... construction guy but how do they get your hair so greasy and oily in those in like deadwood and, and, and larry what, do they put a certain thing in your hair or I, I no no my, my, my manager used to, hair now <laughs> i i was i still got a little hair but um no that was just i had long hair and even on deadwood i bathed at night Nobody believed it, probably, but we had great makeup men. I forgot we had Marilyn Monroe's a makeup man whose father was Marilyn Monroe. We had the best crew. Their fathers had been Dolly Grips before them, and the makeup trailer might tell you if some guy was a schmuck or a jerk. He said, watch this guy, you know, and I never had that kind, but 
I've been up and down the pecking order, and they treat you better up the pecking order, I'll tell you. But it was a great group of people, and I was lucky to be a small part All of right. it. But regular, the only two Let's... only two people did every show, Ian and me. I think Tim may have been out of town once, but and, and uh, you look like you came right off of the prairie, right into Deadwood. Like is it, you were, it, it made me believe that you were actually living the life. That you were there all year, just not for filming. That you were actually living the life. I mean, it was it was amazing. The, the makeup. prairie <laughs> scum, prairie scum. That's not a problem. <laughs> 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 Thank all you, right, um, William, we got to wrap this up. Please tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got coming out next, what you're working on. Right now? Oh. Yes, right now. Mm-hmm. This will tell you how great I am. There's some sh- autograph show called Rock and Shock, October 16th. It's near Boston, Worcester. If I've uh, exaggerated my what I'm doing, but they have music and horror films. I didn't do a lot of them, but... They are strange people, and I like them, and they give you a guarantee for money. I've got grandchildren, man. i got to keep the money coming in. But I know that's not right. uh, everybody's cup of tea. But uh, not not. Uh, I'm waiting to hear on a big film. If I get it, can I call you? <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Please. I mean, we're going to be in touch. I want to have you back because, like I told oh, you, after looking over everything, I was like, man, I need an hour to sit down with William because Blade Runner, Fletch... And, I mean, I just went back and watched Blade Runner because I had seen it, of course, before, but it's one of those things. You're so transformative, I never well, connected the dots until I went back and watched that, that and was like... That helped me. I was playing Renegades and Bad Guys, and I know you got to run, but uh, I wore two hours of latex. And when you're working with a visionary like Ridley Scott, uh, it was uh, what, what is it? providential. I, I, it was a gift from God. And uh, Ridley Scott gave me... a direction one time he whispered in my ear and said this is a totally innocent man <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, wow. they're fun they're fun when they're good directors so because you don't you don't have to do the work they do it for you thank you all righty thank you william thank you for being on kettle of, thank fish. Kettle of fish great bar in, in new york goodbye Bye-bye. All righty, goodbye. So Take care. All righty, guys. Bye-bye. That is all we have for Kettle of Fish. That was awesome. Any last words wow. from everybody before I have to get us off the air? Wow. Do you talk dirty once for me before we go? I fell into a mud puddle. Oh. <laughs> what do you want me yes. to say? <laughs> that, that was, I was actually I was thinking something along that line. Thank you. <laughs> that was guys. amazing. What an amazing let's guy. Let's with Badger's favorite, Badger Erotic Beauty Class. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. If you've been whoring and working all morning, come down and get pretty. Stop being dirty. Make sure the cleaner and smell better, too. It's Badger's Erotic Beach Bath. After the shootout that happened at noon, maybe it hit ya, maybe it missed ya. Come round back, but it's a Badger's Erotic Beach Bath.